0: hallelujah welcome once again to church this morning the Lord bless you and keep you through this period of pandemic in Jesus name let's open up let's open our Bible this morning to job chapter 5 job chapter 5 verse 8 and 9 job chapter 5 verse 8 and and 9 says I will seek unto the Lord and unto God will I commit my cause who doeth great things and unsearchable things marvelous things without numbers he doeth great and unsearchable things marvelous things without number father we thank you for this period we have in your presence we thank you because you would um, present in our midst your word says, where two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in your midst. Thank you because of your word that shall go forth with power and life. And thank you because at the end of the day, every hearer will say we have met with the Lord and our life is preserved. Be glorified, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. I'll start by saying as human beings, one thing that is common to us, whether Christians or non-Christians, whether members of Cornerstone or non-members, is, is that we identify things in our lives that we need to change. There are things that are good that we need to make better. And there are things that are bad that we need to repair and make good. So, at, at one point in our lives, with reference to some things or the other, we have identified things that we wanted to change as individuals. We have, we have identified things that we wanted to change as a family. We've identified things that we want to change as a church. And it is, it is also a thing that is part of the human race. So, this, this need extends beyond... Christianity into other circles of the society. People see a need to get things better. People see a things to make things better for themselves. And why is it that at this point we are speaking about change? Because traditionally it's known that people have seen themselves and necessarily they are not in the wrong. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, he says all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. Many times we've come to a place in our life where we say this thing is not sin unto me. Nonetheless, I want to desist from it. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, that let us lay aside every weight, and the, and, the, and the sin that easily besets us. So some of the changes we want to make in our lives may not actually be sins outrightly. Are there places that we go that we choose not to go again? Are there people? Are there people that we mingled with and we do not want to mingle with them? Are there thoughts we have in our hearts that we choose not to have anymore? Many, many times we see outright sin and we want to go away from them. But much more than that, we see habits that we want to go away from. Some of those things may not necessarily be seen. So, for those that are sins we cut off, of means to stop completely but there are some habits that we choose to cut back on because we want, we want to reduce it we want to reduce your social media time we want to reduce the, we want to reduce the time we chat and I do things we we want to have a habit to reduce how much time we swear so there are some so there are some things that we want to change that outrightly may not be wrong but at the same time it does not edify and many times these decisions come to us through two sources some of it come outside of us which is the Holy Spirit and some of us come within us David said in Psalm chapter 16 verse 7 David said in Psalm 16, verse 7, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times because he instructs me. My heart also gives me instructions. So not only does the Holy Spirit tell you certain things are wrong, but you yourself you decide to make changes because your heart, your conscience condemns you. First John 3:20. It says, if your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. That is is outside of the Holy Spirit. Of course, the Holy Spirit is out in this world to convict us. To convict the world. John 16 8 says, the Holy Spirit is come to convict the world of sin, of righteousness. And of judgment. Mm-hmm. So many times the Holy Spirit can convict, but at other times our heart will condemn us. When Judas betrayed Jesus Christ, Matthew, Matthew 27:3 tells us that he felt condemned in his heart, and he returned the money to the chief priests. So sometimes it's God that will condemn you by the way of the Holy Spirit. But but at other times you just sit down and say this habit I want to stop it. Or you say this thing I want to make it better. There are places that you want to that you went to that you say I don't want to be part of it anymore. There are things in the church that you did last year and you said I want to do it better. Some people people say, I want to pray better this year. Some of us say, I want to partake more of the fast this year. Some other people may want to attend house fellowship more committedly this year. There are things that we look back upon and we say we want to do it better. Not because it is wrong in the first place, but everybody wants to get better. So that's a common ground for everyone. But traditionally, and in statistics, we found out that many of these decisions, many of these actions that we make, many of these strong, resolute decisions that we have to get better have been done around this time of the year. And that is what people in the world call a new year resolution you find at the beginning of the new year, many of us will say to ourselves, myself inclusive, that I want to study the word of God more. Some other, some other people might say, I want to pray more. Some other people might say, I want to attend services more. Some other people might say, I want to exercise more. Why these are things that are traditionally known to the beginning of the year, they are not out of place with the scripture. One terminology that I've found out that is repeatedly used in the Bible for this kind of decisions is when the Bible says, I purposed in my heart. So many times they make a decision, as to the things that they've done in the past and they don't want to get involved in, People have made a decision about the places they went to and they don't want to go there. People have made a decision about the things that they did and they do not want to do it anymore. Their hearts have condemned them. David said in Psalm 51 verse 10, He says, Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me that request was because he had committed adultery and he needed a change of heart so many times people propose in their hearts not to do things Dan- Daniel eight. Daniel said that Daniel has proposed in his heart not to defile himself with the king's meat so it is a purpose in his heart actually one translation says Daniel had made a resolute decision in his heart, and it's a decision he has made not to defile himself. Job said in Job 1 verse 1, he said, I have made a covenant with my eyes not to, defy, not to think upon a maid. When people make decisions, they make a purpose in their hearts. They make a collective decision within themselves. Some of the time it's even within a family. And they say, from this day forward, in this family we'll have a devotion time. We would not transgress with our mouth. David said in Psalm 17 verse 3, He said, I have proposed in my heart, I will not transgress with my mouth. The twenty first century Christian might say, I have proposed in my heart that I will stop using this swear word anymore. So it, there are things that we can do that we propose in our hearts. So God gives us this opportunity that when we have times and seasons like this, we can make decisions to do things that we do not do well before and to do better the things that we've been doing. So, God has given us this opportunity, and we call it a resolution. A resolution is just a statement of intent. It is like, what is our new focus? Like when the United Nations make a resolution, and and say going forward, we are focusing on climate change. Every, everything they discuss will be on climate change. Because they made a resolution. But that's one side of the story. That is only one part of the story. That focus is on our own human efforts. You, you, as a human being, you want to pray more. Which is great. As a child of God, you want to fast more, which is a worthy spiritual exercise. As a child of God, you want to worship God in spirit and in truth, which is also super. As a child of God, you want to work harder this year. These things are not out of place. But we've also noticed one thing that we forget the side of God. That God also himself make resolutions to us. What do I mean by that? First of all, I would like to say, God is an eternal God. God is not bound by time. God is not bound by seasons. He's an eternal God. 1 Timothy 1.17 He says, unto the king eternal. Immortal. So, God is not just eternal. He's also immortal. He, he doesn't die. He lives in time and he lives in eternity. But when, but when God is dealing with us as human beings, when, when God is relating to us on earth here, He has created times and seasons for our sake, He has created day and night for our sake. He has made the seasons for our sake. He says in Genesis 8:22, He says, "As long as this earth remains, seed time and harvest will never cease. Summer and winter will not cease. Cold and heat will not cease. So God created time for a reason." The reason the greater time is that our days are numbered. Yeah. He said, teach, teach us to number our days. Yeah. So why we're on earth and God deals with us, yeah. He deals in time. And many many times we have the opportunity. But we realise that many times we look away from the opportunity. We focus on we focus on our own resolutions how to become better Christians how to become more pious Christians how to be kind to people how to become holier how to love more how to share the word of God more how to share with humanity more we focus on all these things that make us better human beings but God is saying unto us I also make resolutions. And the good part is that dealing with human beings in time and in seasons, I have chosen to do it at the beginning of every year. For the year 2020, the team word in this church is God with us. And God will always be with us. God will always be with us in everywhere we go in everything we do, in the works of our hand, He will be with us. He said I will be with you even to the end of the age. But this year, but this year God has made a resolution with us at the church. He says I am a God of wonder. The fact that the world has changed this year doesn't remove that of last year. For example, if I made a resolution last year that I will exercise twice in a week. And I got to this year, and I said I want to begin to drink water more. It, it doesn't remove that I will stop the exercising. On top, on top of the exercise, I will drink water more. So God is saying, I am with you throughout 2020 i am still with you in two thousand and twenty one but this year whatever you see me whenever you see me it will be a thing of wonder in the things that you do god says i want to do wonder in the places that you go god says his resolution this year is wonder in the, in the work of your hands. God is saying, all I am set to do is wonder. He said, when Jesus was going to be born, Isaiah 9, 6, He says unto us a child, a, son, a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the, name, and, the, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. So when God is coming as God with us, the first thing that will come is that wonder. Because he's saying, my name is wonderful. So God is saying to us, thank God for your resolutions as a person. But my, resol- but my resolution this year, where I expect your eye and your attention to be, where I think your focus should be, is to open your hearts expect the God of wonders. God is saying I'm a God of wonder. When we have that declaration for the year, it serves as a statement of intent of God. It is what God intends to do for the year 2021. When we we have that theme of the year, not only is it a statement of intent from God, it is, a pro- it is a prophetic declaration from the mouth of God. God is saying through his servants, in the year 2021, what I intend to do for you is that I am a God of wonder. It is good to keep your practices. It is good to keep the things that you intend to do. But God is saying, when I am doing my own bit of it, Expect only one thing it shall be wonder wonder in your home wonder in your place of work wonder in your business wonder in your heart wonder in your church because one thing about this word of wonder is that the word to us it is a prophetic declaration of god collectively to us as a church and individual as a family and individuals in this church. So at the end of the year when I look back when my family look back, when Cornerstone Chapel looks back any results that we see in 2021 we should be able to say it is thin of wonder. We, we should be able to say it is a thing that is a marvelous thing from God. We should be able to say God has worked in strange ways this year. Remember remember, for something to fit the category of the word wonder, it has to be out of your human power. When the man who was sick for 38 years began to walk again, when the man who was sick for 38 years received his healing, that was beyond what any human being could have done. Only God, the Son, Jesus, could have done that. The religious leaders could not do that. The Pharisees and the Sadducees could not do that. The leaders of the synagogue could not do that. But when Jesus stepped there, he made it happen. And by the power by the power of the Holy Spirit, many other people received things that were wonderful. In in Acts chapter three, the man that was born lame, Peter said, Silver and gold I have none. But such as I have I give unto you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. That is a thing of wonder. When the black man born blind received his sight, that was a thing of wonder. When Moses and the Israelites crossed the Red Sea on dry ground, that, that was a thing of wonder. So for something to fit the category of wonder... It has to be something outside the power of human limits. It has to be God stepping out of the natural, out of the supernatural into this art. It, ha- it has to be something beyond your own plan. No one is condemning your New Year resolution. It's good to pray more and fast more. It's good to study more and call on God more. But there's the other half of it. God says, when you look up in expectation, the only thing your heart should expect this year is not just that I am with you to the end of the age. Is that when I walk, it will be a thing of wonder. Is that when I intervene, it will be a thing of wonder. Is that when I act, it will be a thing of wonder. When I walk, it shall be strange walks. So God is saying individually to us and collectively as a church, expect only wonder. Number two, that word wonder, that prophetic declaration that God gave, that statement of intent that God gave to us is a statement of intent that is not just applicable to those attending that service on January 1. But unto their families, unto those who will join us in Cornerstone, unto those who will become saved in this church in the course of the year. So many, many times, the word has come forth in January 1, and come July, somebody joins the church, he's going to experience wonder. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2. That the Holy Spirit came and filled everybody up on the day on the day of Pentecost. I wasn't there, you weren't there, but we all have the spirit because Acts two thirty nine it says the promise of the Spirit is not just to you but it's also to your children and to everyone afar off as many that will believe. So God is saying, when I'm set to do wonder this year, it is not just to you as an individual. It is not just to us as a church, but it's to everyone that will join us. Jesus said in John 17, he says that I pray not just for this one, but the ones that would believe after. So anyone that you have as a colleague, if you have friends, if you have a neighbor, and they need wonders in their life, the God of Cornerstone is set to do wonders. In the year 2021, all all we see from God is that God is a God of wonder, marvelous works he will do. Great works in great works and righteousness. He will do super he would do super works. He would do mighty works. Because God is a God of wonder. In Connaxon, this year, he said, That's my resolution to you. I will keep being with you. But this year, anything that you need that you think is beyond you. I am the God who is ready to do wonders. Number three, not only is God a God of wonder to us as individuals, not only is He a God of wonder to us as a church, not only will He be a God of wonder to those that are far off and have not joined us, but God is saying, expect wonder in every area of your life. Because there's a temptation that when we hear the word wonder, we limit it only to spiritual things. Oh, the disciples were gathered together, and cloven tongues of fire was on their head. That is a spiritual wonder. When Jesus was being baptized in Matthew chapter 3, the Bible said the Spirit descended upon him. In the form of a dog and we see it and we say it's a spiritual wonder. But many, many other but many times in the Bible, when God does wonder, He doesn't restrict it to your physical to your spiritual life. He extends it to your business. He, ex- he extends to your place of work. He extends to your family. He extends to us as a church. He extends to us as people who are his beloved. God's, wo- God's wonder this year will work for you in every area of your life. When there was a recession, The Bible says in Genesis 26 that there was a recession in the time of Isaac. But Isaac sold. And in that land, God gave him a 100% return. There is currently a recession. The COVID-19 recession. As the economists will say it. But God is saying, that there will be an abundance. There have been times there have been recessions. There have been times there have been famines. There have been times there have been drawbacks. There have been times that things have been delayed. In first Kings chapter seven, there was a time when there was no food in the land. And the servant of God prophesied. He said, Tomorrow about this time. Things shall be cheap. So much will be sold for barley at the king's gate. But many people did not believe it. But ladies and gentlemen, when tomorrow came, it happened. So God has been known to work things that are physical. Isaac was a he, 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 he was a he had a farm. Isaac, Isaac kept his flock, Isaac kept his business, Isaac had many things, but there was drought, there was famine, and he sought, and he ripped a hundredfold. So God has made abundance, and he has done wonders, and there's a time for it. In 2021, is our time to experience the God of wonders. Even if there is no rain, Elijah prayed and something as physical as a rain fell heavily and there was abundance of rain. So God's wonders should not be restricted in my mind. Should not be restricted in your mind to things that are spiritual only. It is not the expectation of God that when he says I'm a God of wonder, that every time you pray, he is there physically with you. While it is great for God to come physically with you, one thing that is also admirable is that I am able to to meet you as a wonderful God in your vocation I'm able to do wonders in your finances I'm able to do wonders in Cornerstone Chapel so that wonder works in every area it works in every area of our lives so God is not just a worker that works wonder. He works wonder individually. He he works wonder to us as a church. He works wonder to us as families. He does it for those who are yet to become members of this church. And herein is the conclusion of the matter. That God of wonder will work for you more this year than he works last year. Because this is a season. There's a season for everything. A good example that comes to mind. Was that we have many people. Friends and loved ones. Who migrated into Canada. 10 years ago. 20 years ago. 15 years ago. They can share one testimony. They will tell you it was rock hard. But when the government of Canada came out and said this is our focus, immigration. We sit from the comfort of our countries and be issued permanent residence. The reason why things work that way is because for this season, that is the focus of the government. So God is saying to you, for this season 2021 although I am with you I will always be with you I am, I am God I change not but this is the fullness of time so again when you have anything that is needing wonder in your life when you have something that needs a miracle when you have something that needs the strange hand of God do not let this year pass you by. It's good as humans that you are doing your bit, you are doing your part in prayer, in supplication, in thanksgiving, in changing the things that you do, in changing the places that you go, in creating in creating better habits. But what God is saying at this time is that I have made my own resolution also. Cornerstone Chapel, thy resolution is I am a God of wonder. I want to do wonderful things. You know, it reminds us of a great scripture. In Joshua chapter 3 verse 5, Joshua says, sanctify yourself, everyone. For tomorrow, I am set, to so do wonders. When the pastor declared the word of God, that this year, God is saying, I'll do, a word, I'll do wonders in your midst. It will happen like it happened in time of Joshua. After, after he said that, that next day came. Many times we are familiar with parting of the Red Sea but Joshua also parted the the, the, the waters. In Joshua 3.13, when God started his marvelous works, when God started his wonders, and they went to Jericho, they walked through water on dry ground. And that's because God said, That's because God said in verse 5 that sanctify yourself tomorrow I am set to do wonders so God works with times and seasons and the season you are in Connorson Chapel the season you are in every family in this church the season you are in every individual in this church is, is a season of the God of Wonders so my admonition is be expectant my admonition is be expectant open your hearts and expect God to do only one thing in every of his work the description will be it is wonderful the description will be it is marvelous the description will be be, I have done greater works because God does things in times and seasons Ephesians 3.11 it He says He makes everything beautiful in its own time. When the world was in chaos and there was so much persecution and there was no Savior Galatians 4.4 tells us He says in the fullness of time God sent forth His Son If nothing is a wonder, this is a wonder. That a virgin can give birth to the Messiah. And prophecy was fulfilled. So this year, as you go forth this year around your business, as you go forth doing the works of your hands, as you get better in your prayer and your study of the word, as you, in, as, you increase, as you increase your commitment to the works of God, God says, whenever you look at me, whenever you put your focus, when, whenever you turn your expectations to me, the only thing you should expect is wonder. The wonder that the people who experience it, the things that the people who experience it and the people who see it in your life will say, This can only be God. If there's anything you take home this morning, know that God is saying unto you, The time to favor you has come. That's what Psalm 102, verse 13 says. It's Psalm 102, verse 13. He says it is time for God to favor Zion. For the set time, time is here. This is the time for you, more than anything else, to turn your expectation to God and say, God, in my place of work, I need wonder. In my finances, I need wonder. In the business that I do, I need wonder. In the work of my hand, I need wonder. When the time came for people to leave captivity, the word of God says in Psalm one twenty six, verse one it says, When the God turned away the captivity of Zion that word when there is a time and God is saying for cornerstone this time Joel chapter three verse one it says on that day at that time got on the way to your captivity. Are you held captive by habits? Are you held captive by habits? Are you held captive by situation? Are you unable to break a particular ceiling in your life? This is the the time that God says, I want to do wonders in your days. So in closing this morning, I would encourage us that in everything that you do this year, when you increase your prayer, when you stick to your resolutions, When you turn your affections to God, when you say, God, I am getting better and studying your word, I'm fellowshipping more with God. The Holy Spirit is my friend. Outside of all these things, God is saying, also look at my own part of the resolution. I, God, have given a prophetic declaration. I, God, have made a heavenly proclamation. I, God, have made my statement of intent to you. That in the year 2021, individually as a person, collectively as a family, as departments in the church, as house fellowship centers, As Cornerstone Chapel family, for those who are yet to join us, for those who are yet to become saved, I am a God of wonder. If you believe it, say one second of prayer and say, God, you are a God of wonder. Bow, Bow your hearts to God at this time and begin to call the God of wonder into every situation in your life. Ask God to perform wonders in your days. Ask God to do terrible things in righteousness. Ask him to do mighty works. Ask him to do great works in your life. Ask him to do beautiful things. Beautiful things beyond description. Things that are too marvelous for words to speak. Some forty-five says, I do marvelous works, marvelous works, marvelous works. Talk to the Lord one minute, and say I expect you to do marvelous works. In Job 9 that we read, talk to him. He says, I'm the God that does great things, on such a good things, marvelous things wondrous things without number so call on god for every and all things he says "I, i do wonderful things without number i do wonderful things without numbers you can't count them there's nothing too difficult for god to do there's nothing impossible for god Call upon him and say, God, do something wonderful. Do something marvelous. Do something great. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Glory be to God in the highest. And so, Father, we thank you for this morning service. Thank you because you've given us a year. Deuteronomy 17 says, the eye of the Lord is upon this land from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Your eye is upon it and all that we receive from you is wonder this year. Thank you for the wonders you do in our home the wonders you do for us this week. We give you the praise, Lord. We commit our week unto your hands. Let your wonderful works abound. Let your wonderful works be numerous. Let your wonderful works be without number. Be glorified, Father. We bless your name, Lord. Thank you for your power to do wonders. Glory be to God in the highest. Thank you because our expectation is also on you. We lift up our eyes on you, and our countenance will never be ashamed. Glory be to you, Father in jesus name we have prayed can i have an amen at home in jesus name we have prayed